Hi everyone, I'm David Blindauer and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, stories from the front line. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of manager. Today's guest is John Stefanik. John is the VP of Bakery and Strategic Accounts for his current organization. He started in the bakery business when he was 14 and was managing people in the supermarket bakery by the time he was 19. As his career progressed, he took on sales responsibilities, became a regional manager, and did stints in the corporate offices all having to do with the world of bakeries. John sat down with today's host, Steve King, to talk management. Here's Steve with some initial thoughts on his conversation with John. Hey, thanks, David. Hey, I'm excited to share with everyone my conversation with John, partly because the business he is in is the kind of business that we can all relate to. Most people listening to the podcast have stood in a bakery with a certain amount of anticipatory delight about what they are about to leave that bakery with. We are intimate with this product. Most of my conversation with John pivoted around two topics, handling conflict in the workplace and challenges in managing folks that are older and more experienced than you. In John's case, he was 19 years old when he was given his first manager role. He was barely a peer when promoted. In this particular case, John did not take the job one of the other bakers wanted. So he did not face that common problem many new managers face of being promoted when one of their peers wanted the job themselves. But he did face the challenges of being a 19-year-old manager. As you might guess, he had plenty of interesting stories. We'll set aside the topic of conflict for another podcast. Here, I want to share with you some of John's thoughts on managing people more experienced and older. Enjoy this segment with John, and I'll be back afterwards with some observations. So, John, being a young manager, you had to manage team members who were more experienced than you in the bakery business. Uh, first of all, you know, can you set up like a scenario for me? Tell me a little bit about a situation where you found yourself managing an experienced person and what were they more experienced at? And then how did you manage that situation? And so that they really revolved around, you know, a couple of the, the head bakers um, in the department that, uh, you know, they had 30 plus years experience, uh, in a bakery. And, and here I am coming in 19, 20 years old. And I feel like I've got a lot of experience and I have a great skill set um, for the practical part of the business. Um, you know, but I had a lot to learn from those guys. And so, you know, there, there was a point where I was challenged by them, um, to prove myself, uh, essentially on the bench and show them what I knew and, and gain some respect that way. But, you know, also had to have some conversations with them like, Hey, you know, I'm sure you had some great opportunities throughout your career. Uh, and you chose to take this path and I'm choosing to take a different path in that I want to be a part of growing people and you do a great job at what you do, but I want to do a great job at what I'm doing. And so I need you to be a part of that team and, let me learn from you and hopefully you can learn some things from me. Uh, So when you shared that perspective uh, with them, which I think is a really powerful perspective, you kind of put it right out there. What was the typical reaction to you saying, Hey, I'm learning. 
uh, I've chosen this path. You can help me with it. So what was their typically reaction to all that? So I would say a couple of them were very positive and good, but of course there was a challenge, challenging one that, uh, one that a class a little bit on that. And, um, you know, again, being young, I, I took up the challenge, um, to learn more, um, and learn fast so that I could prove myself more, uh, to that person. You know, there's, because there is a certain part of, of proving yourself when there's a skill base involved in the business that you're in. Um, right. So it was something that I could, I could go and learn, um, and expand my skills on. I spent many a days on very little sleep to make sure that I could prove my point. Now it's, May not have been the best way to handle it, but it's the way I handled it at that age. Um, you know, and eventually was able to to win them over. But, you know, I also continued to reinforce to them that it's really not a challenge. You know, we can have a personal little side challenge here, but it's not a challenge. It was, you know, we have a common goal, and that's to be a profitable, high-quality bakery for our community and be a destination that people wanted to come to. Um you know, so my job is to make sure that the work you're proud of is making it out to the community. And, you know, we kind of, we kind of struck a chord with that. Yeah. Well, what I like about that is you set a higher purpose for the work that was being done. But also, I will tell you that since we can turn on television nowadays and see on any given moment of the day, some kind of baking cook-off or cooking cook-off or something like that. And what you described me, had an image of, you guys kind of like a throwdown where you're going to show them that these are the way you're going to make this bread and they're going to do the same thing. I mean, it was I mean, all joking aside, was I kind of like that? Yeah, it was kind of like that. You know, it was, uh, we were on either side of the bench and it was who could throw more cookies in an hour, who could, you know, scale off more cake in an hour. You know, it was, it was a lot of that. Um, but I will tell you at the end of the day, it created a lot of synchronicity with us. Yeah. And, and come the holidays and we had to, I had to jump in and work on the bench with the team. Um, you know, we could move and it became extremely efficient because by that time we knew what each other was thinking. We knew based on where you were in this project, it's time to put another dough down. So there was no gap, um, between the production and stuff. So we just, it, it, it all worked out very well in the end. So I'm kind of curious, were any of the three managers, the two that hopped on board pretty quickly and maybe the one that took a little longer, were any of those three interested in the role you got? Were they essentially passed over for your role or were they like, they were bakers and that's what they wanted to be and they didn't want any part of management? That's that's exactly it. They were bakers. That's what they wanted to be. Um, I think when I first came in, they were kind of like, why, you know? Um, but they, they quickly realized that they, they did not want the, the responsibilities of being that salaried employee that was working 20 hours a day because you ran out of hours, um, and you couldn't have somebody else scrubbing the floor. So you were in there scrubbing the floor essentially for no pay because you were salaried. Right. So it's either, you either look at it, it was no pay or my pay rate just went down to $4 an hour instead of the, you know. At that time, you know, fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour that it was to be a manager. So, um, you know, it, I think that they they realized that's where they wanted to be. Uh, it just took them a little while to get there. I would say the one that was more challenging was probably mid aged. The two that 
kind of went right to it were at the other end of their career. Um, so, you know, I think it was, it was a little closer in age to the one that won that a challenge, um, you know, a little more spunky. So, <laughs> so now that you have a little road behind you and you can look back on this, do you believe that more experienced, uh, individuals in a business, in your case, a bakery, maybe any business, when a young new manager takes over and becomes part of the team that is managing the team, what responsibilities do you think the experienced people have in helping that young manager be successful? At the end of the day, team is the word, right? And so I think that there's a responsibility to support anybody on your team, no matter what their role is. Um, whether you're you're helping lift them up or if you're, you know, at the top, you've got to be helping develop them and get them ready to take your job. You know, I, I think that that's, that's always important is to not fear who's going to take your job. You should welcome who's going to take your job because it means you're ready to take your next step. And, and you always want to have somebody to come fill your shoes and you want to be proud of who's going to come fill those shoes. Right, right. So one last question. You, we were talking mainly about experiences and the experienced individuals that work with you, uh, particularly if you're a young manager and you work with more experienced people. Uh, but do you find the issue of age different at all? In other words, as a young manager, did you find ex uh, managing someone older, we'll say late in their career versus someone older as in mid-career, did you find that different at all? Or was it kind of really not age specific? Well, when you're, when you're a young manager and you're coming in and, and you grew up in a very respectful household, imagine telling your dad what to do. <laughs> um, you know, so there, there's a certain fear with it that, that comes, I think, in being young and having, getting into that role, right? Because you were just always taught to respect your peers and, you know, and respect your elders. And so figuring out how to address them in an appropriate manner was, you know, without the formal training or anything, you know, it was when you're that young, there's, there's a lot to be learned. And so, um, kind of, kind of figuring out what that communication path is and what some of the hurdles are, I think was the, the challenge. Um, and then you also get the reverse of that, where you have some of those folks at the upper end of their career that are like, listen here, Sonny, you know, <laughs> that's not the way we do it. And for, and you've got to figure out how to, how to constructively let them know, but that is the way we're going to do it. It might not be the way you've done it or are doing it, but this is the way that we're going to approach doing it. You know, so help me understand why your way is better than the way I'm asking you to do. And maybe we can find middle ground. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause they represent maybe a status quo. You're challenging that status quo. And to your point, you want to give them an opportunity to state their case why the status quo works. Yeah. So, Sometimes right. you have to take baby steps. You know, you might right. not, might not get the full swing, um, the first round, but if, if you can get them to meet you halfway, then you can work on the other half, um, in a constructive way. This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. 
NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA. And we're back here with Steve. Steve, there was a great segment with John. What were some of the highlights that stood out to you? Plenty of highlights. Three things really stood out to me in this part of my conversation with John. The notion that a team has some responsibility for the development of their manager, friendly competition and service of the greater good, and the careful management of a changing status quo. Okay. Let's start with the notion of a team's responsibility to help develop a new manager. So... What John did at 19 years old was choose a path. The path was to become a manager, and he knew that he had to learn a lot. Now, typically, new managers look at their personal manager for guidance and feedback. John turned instead to his team and asked for their support in his development as a manager. He framed or wrapped this request around the notion of team and the role team members play in helping one another and in having neutral responsibility for team goals. Of course, we expect team members to help one another out. That's normal. Why should managers be excluded from that mutual give-and-take learning environment? Heck, who better to give a manager feedback than those being managed? What John did require was some courage. He had to set aside his own ego and acknowledge to the very team he was managing that he was still learning to manage, and that took some guts. It also required some trust between John and his team members. Team members had to believe that feedback to John, difficult feedback, would be taken without reprisal. John probably had to earn that trust. As I look back at my career as a manager, I realized I never really asked my teams directly for their support in my development as a manager. I think they did help me become a better manager, but I never directly asked for that help. I kind of wish I had. And John's story should be a challenge to all of us to consider doing the same. How about friendly competition? Look, not all managers will be technically superior to their team members. Not all sales managers have to be able to outsell their salespeople. And not all managers of engineers have to be able to outdesign their engineering staff. But in some circumstances, a little display of expertise can go a long way in creating some mutual respect. In my last managerial job, I managed instructors who taught executives and working professionals. These instructors were outstanding. I mean, really good. I myself did a little teaching as well. I heard from many of my colleagues how much they appreciated my time in the classroom. It created a kind of kinship between us. We had no cookie throwdowns. We had no contest per se, but we did check each other's uh, course evaluations now and again. There was a friendly competition just for fun, and maybe we pushed one another to be just a little bit better. So when possible, a modest display of expertise might create some team camaraderie. And careful management of the status quo? Sometimes the presence of a new manager signals operational change. This seems to be true for John. What I liked about John's approach was that he was open to hearing why the status quo was fine. He offered his perspective on change and genuinely listened to the alternative points of view. He wrapped this dialogue around the achievement of team goals, not work processes or these particular tools or procedures. Since apparently... John had some leeway in meeting resistance halfway. He could move away from the status quo incrementally. Not all managers have this incremental luxury. Some managers have to make big changes fast, and they face a lot of resistance in that moment. 
That is hard for any manager, let alone a new manager. So we'll take on that dicey topic in another podcast later this season. But in the meantime, if time is on your side, listen to your team and move them along the change curve definitively at a manageable pace. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, John Stefanik, for sharing some of his personal experiences as a manager. And with some closing remarks, here's Steve. One more thing before we go. You may have noticed that John mentioned the important role a bakery often plays in a community. He highlighted the importance to his team members as a reminder of the importance of their work, a sort of higher purpose. He and I had this little side conversation about the legacy of bakeries in our communities. I thought his perspective was charming and a charming reminder that some of our businesses not only create products and services, but important memories that bind our families, neighborhoods, and communities. So I thought I would leave you with this little exchange between John and myself, not because it's going to make you a better manager, but just because it might make you feel good. So enjoy. Yeah, I suppose a legacy for a baker, and I'll tell you this story. I remember my father, when he was about 90, we were talking about his childhood. And somehow that he got in this topic about after church, they'd go over to this bakery and there were these cinnamon rolls and he'd eat these and they were the best cinnamon rolls in the world. He doesn't know the name of that baker. He doesn't know the name of the bakery. But the legacy is the cinnamon rolls. And he still, at 90 years old, was talking about something he was eating at eight years old and how much of a powerful, positive memory it was. So I think you guys in your business can actually have a legacy without a name on it that can last a century. And it's what I, it's what I love about the business. You know, I mean, it's, it's really what drove me in the business is you're a part of everybody's first, whether it's a first birthday, first communion, their wedding, their graduation, you know, Christmas, Easter, you're, you're a part of their first, you make memories. And to your point that, you know, 90 years old, they're saying, I remember this, you're a part of, you're a nostalgic part of their life. Um, without them knowing who you were, they just know that you made an impact right. and it's, it's, it's a truly a very heartwarming feeling. I'll bet. I'll bet. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource, champion the cause, and inspire the future of the industry. 